Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a new year, which means new reasons to stop by QT. Like drinks to wash out the taste of last year. I need more. And fresh snackles worth breaking a resolution. Pizza has tomatoes, so technically, it's a salad. Want to binge a new show? We've got plenty to snack along with it. Like our new cheesy mac and cheese. Wow. It's like my wife's, but even cheddar. Up top. This is the time for new beginnings, and it starts at Quick Trip. QT. More than a gas station. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey friends, this is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes Podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now, and if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the Heroes Podcast Network at patreon.com slash heroespodcasts. Your support would genuinely mean the world to us and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the Patron Lounge and Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts. On behalf of everyone here at HPN, thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kaiju Curry House. This is episode 10. I am joined by hosts Alex. Greetings. And the very excited Paul Williams, because this is his gamer episode. Woohoo! Anyways, uh, if I didn't spoil it already for you folks, we're going to be taking you through Godzilla and Kaiju games in chronological order. At least we're going to attempt to. Uh, starting with the earliest and going through to the modern era. Paul is our specialist in this category, so he is going to take us through it. Take it away, Paul. Well, I don't know if I'll say specialist, but perhaps the one with the most experience here. Uh, so yeah, guys, what we're going to do... Wait oh, there, wait, whoa, whoa. Wait. Yeah, no, wait there, wait there. What have Kaiju been up to? <laughs> oh, dear. We're not getting rid of that pun. Never. Either. No, we're not. Starting with Joe, what have Kaiju been up to? Um... Not a lot, really. Uh, I've kind of been a bit under the weather, but fortunately, Netflix has uh, put Evangelion up, so I have been, you know, using my time wisely, binging that. Um, we also had a Smith's Toy open up uh, pretty close by, and that was cool because I finally have Godzilla merchandise nearby, hey. which is great. That's good news. Yeah. I think there's certainly... There's a temporary lull, isn't there? Kind of post all of the hype of Godzilla King of the Monsters coming out in the cinema. Most of us have been to see it now, if not quite a few times, and things are simmering down. What about you, Paul? What have Kaiju been up to? Um, I'm sorry. You did it twice now. Was that necessary? <laughs> yeah, we have to say it at least twice, if not three I'm times. I'm overusing it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a dad. I like puns, but this is excessive. <laughs> 
Okay, well, um, yeah, like Joe, I haven't been up to that much. I guess I was kaijued out from Godzilla. Um, but what I did do, and I know I mentioned this a while ago, but not on the podcast, um, following Alex's recommendation of um, Warlords of Atlantis, I purchased the Doug McClure Fantasy Triple Bill for £15 from Amazon. So that was the Warlords of Atlantis, Journey to the Centre of the Earth, and The Land That Time Forgot. I haven't watched any of them yet, but when I do, I make sure I'll mention it and we can have a good discussion on that, Alex. We can talk about the armadillos. Absolutely, yeah. That was one of our earliest episodes. That was good. It fun. was. Good. Yeah, and the, the Land That Time Forgot is a fairly good film, too. I've never know. seen that. Would you recommend it? It's not great, but <laughs> that's, that's not a yes. for like old school... Well, if I suppose I'm talking to the right demographic here, but uh, if you like old school charm dinosaur movies stuff like that it's really quite good i mean it doesn't exactly have the special effects that valley of guangi had but you know it's it's a fun movie mm. it's a much better book though it is a much better book okay well, it was, it was in the pack so i'll give it a go um alex what have kaiju you been up to ah there we go well it's my birthday this week so i'm gonna party happy birthday ah thank you guys <laughs> yeah i'm gonna party like it is my birthday and when i say party what i'm gonna be doing is i'm gonna be watching all the kaiju films i trapped myself to a copy of clash of the titans on blu-ray which i'm rather pleased with the original and uh, the original okay. yes absolutely um i've not bothered with the more recent one is it worth my time do i I've seen, I've seen both. It was of them. okay, wasn't it? I think. Um, well, they're bad films. I mean, it's... a lot of the movies that are made these days aren't made to be bad. Obviously, no, of course not. It's just, it's very special effects heavy. But I think part of what gives that original Clash of the Titans its charm is Ray Harryhausen's special effects, yeah. and you know that, you know, you know what those puppets are, and you know, there's just kind of an old timey good magic feel to it. Whereas nowadays. It's just a CG fest. I remember that they uh, post-converted one of those movies to uh, what should I call it? To three D. Yeah, yeah. And I remember going and seeing it in three D because I figured, oh, that Kraken looks pretty cool. Let's have a go. I spent fifteen dollars, and the only three D scene that I could tell was someone flipped a coin. <laughs> and I was just, I was a bit bummed out by it, honestly. But you know, uh, hey, it's the cool. The Kraken is impressive. Yeah. Well, I uh, I got myself a copy of Clash of the Titans, which I'm looking forward to. I've also been perusing the internet to look for other films, and I found tons of flicks that are like going for a fiver. So I'm gonna my my plan is the, I'm gonna have a bit. Have you gone for the Abominable Snowman? I have not got the Abominable <laughs> Snowman. Send me a link to that, and I will order it because you were raving about that earlier on. Because what I was going to suggest was, film? can we do another one of those episodes where we all go off and review a film? Because I like the format of that. That was good. Yeah. yeah, I think that would work. I'm up for that. Brilliant. Okay, well, on to the main topic. What was the first, like, what was the first Godzilla video game? Oh, oh, when was it? Oh, God, don't ask me that. I don't know. Um, for, it was, for this it episode, was on the original Nintendo game system. Hmm. It was on the original Nintendo game system, and it was just Godzilla King of the Monsters. This is the same game system. It was just the original Nintendo. Oh, hang on. And that's the so one are that, we like, doing Mario... Oh, but yeah, let's cry. Oh God! First well, it's just I was going only doing the the nine years, the ten years of two thousand two thousand and nine. I was not oh, doing any fault. of the old what stuff. What are we going to do with you? 
we can we can we can gloss over it. I mean, like, oh, right, okay. this has been around a while. Paul, have you not yeah. done your homework? I thought you were a scholar of this topic. Well, well, if if you go to our lovely website, ukkaiju.com, there's already reviews from me and Joe about some of the retro games. You're totally backpedaling, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, to give Paul credit, the original Godzilla game, um, it's kind of hard to track down, but having played it, I played it for about 10 minutes, got quite fed up. And I put it in its box, and it's just kind of been on display ever since. I just haven't really done anything with it because it was just that foul of a game in my mind. There are puzzles, and you know, for the uh, for the time it was made, the animation and graphics are absolutely fabulous. Like you can't knock that. Mario and um, I think uh, was it the Legend of Zelda back then? Well, yes, yeah, that was on the NES. First one, yeah, Linton, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Those I have both of those too, and I don't think the uh, graphics were as polished. They may have come out earlier, but you know, Godzilla has good graphics. It's just the gameplay was a bit lacking compared to like the fun level that other games had. Yeah. Yeah, but as a kid... I know it had a sequel. Sorry, go ahead. I'll just say, as a kid, that game was amazing. Yeah, but that that's retro goggles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of... yeah, cause, yeah, absolutely. With my yeah, my tinted glasses on, that game, when I was a kid, yeah. I played it deaf. I don't care how bad it was. I loved it. It had Godzilla, and he could yeah. breathe his atomic breath. And now I play it, and it's really janky and slow and just Absolutely, painful. but there's... Pl- I don't know quite how it works, but there's there's certainly... There's an era of games around the the early noughties for me that I've played, not necessarily Godzilla games, but just games that were specifically 3D, and in my mind, they are fantastic. And then when I've replayed them, they've been dog shit. I think just... <laughs> the, 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 Don't like, you have young listeners? Like, yeah, come on, Alex. Uh, tuning in, yeah, Alex. And, Goodness And me. they would agree with me. No, they wouldn't. No. They were born after these games. You know, never mind. But there's a couple of games where I've thought, oh, I can't wait to crack this open and replay it. And they've not aged very well. I think a lot of the 2D, the 2D side-scrolling ones, I think they're so far back that they have got that sort of more polished um, appeal and they've aged better. I, I, don't, I don't know. No, absolutely. Quite know I'm going to th- th- throw out a side-scroll or two side-scrolling games that are amazing. Turtles in Time and Metal Slug 3. Those were from the 90s, <laughs> and they were amazing! Not necessarily anything to do with our topic, but, you know, awesome. Well, for me, it was always Contra 3, which was Super Probotector, and I played that on the Super Nintendo. Yes. So that would yes. have been about 86, I'm thinking, 1986. And that, I'm going to... You know, I'm, I'm going to wave the kaiju flag on this one. It had some definite kaiju. It had some massive monsters that <laughs> dropped on you from a height. And you just basically blasted it with guns. And was there plot? Was there hell? Was it glorious? Yes. It was fantastic. Whenever kids say to me, oh, sir, such and such a game is solid. You don't know shit, son. Go <laughs> off. Play Super Probotector, come back, and then you're a man. If you completed that game on hard mode, then we'll have a conversation. You can shove Fortnite up your backside, son. <laughs> but oh, it does have Battle Royale, it's not a game. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting salty again. I'm gonna set, you are I'm getting gonna salty. Down. Calm yeah, down, Alex. Seriously, we need to have some water, dude. Dilute yourself. <laughs> Sorry. But um, that was a science term, children. But uh, no, for me, like early '90s games that I absolutely love, uh, I'll call out to 
Um, the first being Primal Rage. Um, Primal Rage was an arcade game. It was very similar in make and concept to Mortal Kombat. Your characters were gods. They were dinosaurs, dinosaur-esque, or yetis. And you had little followers, and you were battling for dominance of the Earth, which was awesome. The game had all sorts of Easter eggs, custom animations, uh, fatality-esque moves. It was great. It was basically Mortal Kombat for dinosaur lovers. Was that Mega Drive? I still have... Yeah, it was on the Mega Drive. Yeah, you can get it on the... Yeah. It was on the Mega Drive, Super Nintendo, PlayStation. I still have it for the PlayStation and the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, It holds up really well. Um, You just have to view it in its native resolution, because obviously, you know, back then, pixelation wasn't really so much a thing. But um, it holds up really well. There was a planned sequel to it that got made i think that there are a few emulators of it floating around it wasn't quite completed and a few folks took it up and put it on the internet but uh the second uh game was actually supposed to have a book tie-in and the first game was so popular that there were actually action figures and the like made for it so it was quite a thing wow, at least in the united states yeah. in the early 90s yeah well i mean like mortal Kombat had a lot of action figures and stuff in the early 90s too and i think now it's a bit more extreme in the violence side of things that you couldn't necessarily market like scorpion <laughs> action bit. figures to kids but uh yeah i still have some of my primal rage figures and um the other game that i still actually really love is super godzilla that's the uh, game where you kind of have you navigate a maze of sorts and it's your job to get to the end of the maze where there's a monster and then you can fight it in kind of like one of again one of those mortal kombat-esque ways but uh yeah you know like bosses were like king Ghidorah, uh king Ghidorah was the thing bagon was the ultimate end bad guy this is the game where bagon actually did appear and you had to become super godzilla which is godzilla spliced with king Ghidorah's dna which ends up looking remarkably like space godzilla such a fun game really good i was gonna say because uh how do you pronounce that uh kaiju the boss what was it how do you say it bagon Bag, uh, Bagon? Yeah, I mean, it's virtually an urban legend. I've, I've heard so much about it and thought, what the heck is it? But people are always saying, oh, you know, if X Plus could release one um, kaiju that they've not released yet, what would it be? And everyone always mentions that. And I'm like, what the heck is it? So there you go. He was, mm. he was supposed to be, I think, the big bag of the uh, Heisei movies before they uh, settled on Destroyer. Oh, but right. um, in the game, in the game, regular godzilla just does not stand a chance against him you have to become super godzilla and even when you're super godzilla it's a fight so he's tough as nails he looks pretty rowdy too i mean the the one game that none of us have mentioned so far um given how it was recently turned into a film rampage well that was on the list somewhere (laughs) but was it yeah it was it well, I was on about the two thousand and seven remake on GameCube Wii and PS two. Yeah. But um obviously yeah, that I had that on the Atari Lynx. <laughs> if anybody I remembers had that sixty four. I had on the sixty four and it was golden. Oh you it had the Rampage sixty four, did you? Yeah, World Tour. World Tour, right, yeah. okay, yeah. I had that on Game Boy Colour. That was the port <laughs> that I got, which was pretty basic, but you know, you climb buildings, fun, you punched things. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. That was great. I will give this. I will give this to my brother now. You know, looking back twenty years later, I'm finally going to admit this, John. 
you were a better Rampage player than I. Whenever you became Vern, you flippin' won everything. It wasn't fair, but it wasn't fair to me just because you were more talented at Rampage than I. And you always chose George or Ralph, and I was always Lizzie because Lizzie looked like Godzilla. Of course. There we are. I've said it now. Epic confession done. That was a very tender moment. Thank you, Joe, for sharing that. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. John's going to be doing a happy dance somewhere. Absolutely. So, so, specifically, was it the the 10 years of the 2000 games you were focusing on, or planning to focus on, Mr. Paul? I was planning on focusing on that. We've obviously thrown that out the window now, um, and we're not going chronologically either, are we? We we can jump out the window (laughs) and reclaim it. It's okay. We can climb well, no, up the building, if we're punch about some older into games, the window. <laughs> if we're talking about older games, then I'll throw some in. But if we're going to go back to 2000, then I won't. I could talk about games all day. Which which decade are we talking about? Let's start from 2000 like you yeah, intended, you Paul. Go there? Let's, let's give this its due diligence. Uh, you've, you've done your homework. Okay. Let, let's go there, I've Paul. done some homework. So let's go there. But I think we yeah. should definitely revisit pre-2000s. Because there was okay. a whole host yeah, of yeah. games. Like, you've mentioned Primal Rage. Absolutely. But I, I promise when we do a pre-2000s um, show, I will derail by just talking about post-2000s, you know, because I'm the king of derailing. But I, I won't get Thank angry, you. I promise. Thank you for promising that. Yeah, just don't get salty. Yeah, yeah I won't get salty. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the, it's the post-2000 games that I know. It, it's the game that's what no, That's what we're aiming for, I think. The Wii games. Right, let's start with um, Godzilla... Destroy All Monsters Melee. GameCube, is that? GameCube, uh, originally, and then Xbox a bit later on. Yeah, so that was... What a game. That was the game, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the game that we were all waiting for, I think. It's Godzilla destroying buildings, fighting your friends in 3D. It's not aged fantastic. Yeah, four-player. Another pro of those consoles back then. And we had that game, Matara and KaijuCon last year, and it was very popular. And everyone had a go on that. Yeah. Because it's just so much fun. Yeah, it's it's a game that I would not crack out at home by myself, even if I had, like, you know, just a mate over. I think it's one that I'd play with the two of you with sort of equal enthusiasm, and it was perfect for our convention because everyone was kind of really getting into it. But it's not aged well. You know, um, no, I don't think many was... early 3D games have. No, I, I guess not. Can, can you introduce it? When, when was it released? It was released in 2002 on the GameCube, and then 2003 on the Xbox. And I think the Xbox had DLC where you could get extra characters. Okay. Well, that might have been what were the difference USA in only. Oh, hmm. God. That's the thing. I don't even know if they were. I didn't, ha- I didn't have it on Xbox. I have it on the GameCube. I had it on GameCube. I'll tell you, I, re- I remember... The day that game came out, I was in line, I was there, I got it, I brought it home, and people wanted to play Super Smash Brothers, and I was like, no, <laughs> you will not rob me of this. I love Super Smash Brothers, but you will not rob me of this. M- Melee was a great game. But... It was, wasn't it? Everyone was raving about Zelda for the GameCube, and I was like, no, I'm waiting for Godzilla. How it I was, was actually... mocked. <laughs> I, I remember in, uh, I remember that time period, uh, Toonami was a thing in the United States for those British listeners, I'm not sure if you got the same treatment, but in the United States, Cartoon Network ran an afternoon block of anime action-themed uh, television, and they had yeah, Tom, it about. was this robot in a spaceship, yeah. Tom would periodically review video games, give life advice, you know, as you do when you're a robot in space watching anime. 
And uh, I remember that Tom actually reviewed uh, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee quite highly. I don't remember exactly what he gave it, but it was like somewhere around 7 or 8 out of 10, which was good for Tom. He was usually a pretty harsh critic. He said it wasn't really much for story or anything, but for what it needed to be, you and your friends smashing cities and fighting as monsters, everybody loved it. Yeah. It was great fun. uh, I remember back when it still existed... The Nintendo Official Magazine, they had a bad habit back then, well, throughout their entire kind of publication, of basically rating official Nintendo games as insane, as this is amazing, why? Because it's a (laughs) Nintendo game. And when I read the review of, um, you know, Destroy All Monsters Melee, I'm looking through and I'm like, I can't find it, I can't find it. And I went right to kind of the back of the catalogue. And it was sort of around the 50% mark. And they were pretty slating of it. But one of the things they said, which kind of stuck with me, was that you move around, you shoot a couple of fireballs at each other, the occasional laser beam, and you think, oh, okay. But then when someone picks up a building, that's when it gets interesting. And yeah, (laughs) for, for me... That was the Oh, appeal. the buildings were lethal. The, Those buildings, man. They'd knock you over. It was terrible. Were, but, I mean, I think it's something which continued through to the later games. You could tell which buildings you could chuck at each other because they flashed slightly. So you go, oh, I want to pick up that building. No, denied. It's not a flashing building. It's not a tiny squat square one. But if you chuck them, oh, they hurt, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. You could chuck, was it trains as well? Anything. Yeah, you could chuck trains, and I, I loved it when you pick up another character, so like, Varan would pick up, uh, I don't know. Oh, no, 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 that's getting ahead of herself. No, Varan wasn't Varan in it, was, was it? Yeah, okay, so like, let's say Godzilla picks up Mecha Godzilla, and you think, alright, and he's about to chuck him, but then someone would throw a building at Godzilla, <laughs> and they'd all collapse down, and that was fantastic, I love yes. that. Yes. Yeah, that's a good thing about four players. It's just the randomness yeah. of it all. So who had the best special move? That is the question. So you could get those glowing orbs, right? And Oh yeah, he did like rage mode, wasn't it? Rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you just like you just threw out your special move. And I remember Godzilla's was just like this big nuclear pulse that like obliterated half the screen. And Angiris did like the rolling thing, oh, and yeah. it was super fast. Oh, and you know, like, he was, it was hit completely you multiple times. over the top. And I yeah, feel like just like a Godzilla that, film. I was gonna say, yeah, that almost predicted what we were delivered with for Godzilla Final Wars. The way he rolled around like a sodding football. <laughs> it's completely over the top. How's that water treating you, Alex? <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um, no, I love that game. I'm, I'm going to sit down. Me- what did Megalon have as his special move? I know he could tunnel underground, which was the best thing that's like that he was my character i loved megalon i loved going underground and just rising up under someone yeah like you could you could just go underground to get away from somebody yeah. too like you didn't even necessarily have to like use it offensively it's just like you can't hit me with your laser beam i'm, done, I'm underground <laughs> na, 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 na. and then he fired something out of his head didn't he that you would then what you'd stump your foot on and they would then go around hopping on one foot yeah they do the hot foot dance it's so stupid that wasn't his special move though that wasn't like it that wasn't like his no that was just one of his moves he does that in the film i mean you say it's stupid but that's that whole movie right alex 
Absolutely. What, um, <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> uh, um, I, 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 no, I'm, I'm sensitive now. I've been called salty too many times. Um, my, my understanding of Megalon is that the drills he does kind of use to spike people on the feet and then they end up sort of hopping around. Yeah, know. I think he did that as well. Um, I mean, Megalon is an awesome looking character. I think what stood out to me as really good about Destroy All Monsters Melee was that there weren't tons of characters, you know. Um... For those of you that have kind of played the recent Smash Bros, the recent Mortal Kombat games, Tekken, whatever, you're spoiled. <laughs> You've got tons of characters. However, there's a certain amount of repetition. Once you get in the region of 30 plus characters, you're going to get a bit of repetition. What I liked about Destroy Monsters Melee was that, for the most part, all 12, I think 12 characters, does that sound about right? I thought there was something like 8, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, there's probably just Godzilla and Godzilla Yeah, 2000. not many not many. It was just re- repetitive. Yeah, Godzilla, Godzilla 90s, you know, 2000. And it, for the most part, apart from them, the characters were quite distinctive, which I really liked. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good point. Like, you make a really solid point there. They All the characters were very unique in their playstyle. Yeah. Ironically, though, I think Ghidorah was probably... Ghidorah or Destroyer were the hardest ones to actually play as, wouldn't you say? Yes. Now, I couldn't play as Ghidorah. Because they were so big. Yeah, they were bulky. Yeah. I always played as uh, Rodan. And I, I was just pleased because I could fly around. Oh, you're around, flying around everywhere. Fantastic. That's yeah. that's another thing that was really cool. You could fly. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, that, I mean, that was quite original, wasn't it? Well, I think so. I, I didn't know many. I didn't know many video games that was that were doing that at the time. I don't think there were many 3D fighting games like that. Not in an open arena. No, you got me thinking there. Yeah, I remember Power Stone on the Dreamcast. Let me throw this out. Go on, throw Do it. Do you guys remember Mecha King Ghidorah's tasers and how cheap that was? Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they were, they were limited, <laughs> weren't they? You had to tap the button rather than hold it down. That's it, yeah. 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 That was good. That was hilarious. Like, you'd be, like, lifting someone up, like Paul says, like, ready to throw them out of nowhere. You've been tased! <laughs> <laughs> and then down. Let's take a break, guys. We're back in a moment. Uh. Hey everyone, this is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. And we are back. We are Kaiju Curry House. This is episode 10. My name's Alex. We're discussing games. Well, more specifically, Paul had a plan. (laughs) I derailed it. We're discussing everything. But last of all, we were discussing Mecha King Ghidorah using the taser in 2002's Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. What were you saying there, Joe? It was cheap, but it was absolutely hilarious. It's like when people had the landmines or the proximity mines in Goldeneye. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Like, it's like, it's like that level of cheap. You like you could be across the screen you could be across the screen and all of a sudden you just can't move and you're being damaged. And then someone comes up and throws you. It was just adding insult to injury. It was fantastic and it was on point. I loved or it. Better <laughs> when you had that poor soul that would be running around dropping about twenty different mines and then they run back to their area and they trip over one here. <laughs> Oh, you guys didn't use them right. I put them on the ceilings. 
Really? I, yeah, I, I, I would be everywhere. Usually, I would be up for playing I, I, Goldmire against you, Joe. I would love that. Oh yeah, proximity mines in facility. Put them on the ceilings, just in. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you but you put them just inside of the doorway on the ceiling. I always <laughs> that was my that was my trick. I always liked uh, throwing knives only. Okay, my favorites. I was pretty rubbish yeah, for throwing knives. Yeah, uh, almost as rubbish as I am on staying on topic. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> let's get away from Goldmire. 2002, Destroy All Monsters Melee. The biggest issue for me was that there wasn't really kind of like a structured solo mode other than just kind of work through the game, unlock a character. You wanted a new character, you had to play through the mode as that character, repeat. So you ended up kind of completing the main game eight times just to kind of get all the characters. Does that sound right? That sounds about yeah, right. Sounds I think that's right. what most fighters did, actually, to prolong it, didn't they? There wasn't really a story mode. It's all about multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to use Mortal Kombat, again, as a, uh, you know, there was Mortal Kombat on N64, you know, where you just played through in story mode, but each character had their own specific ending, you know, like they okay. had their own story at the end. Yeah. I don't remember that with the Stryl Monsters Melee. I don't, no. But, no, I don't know, think there the Vor- was. The Vortac yeah, were just defeated. Yeah. At the end. I think... Um, Tekken of the games from the time was kind of the best for the endings. You know, the the Tekken endings were genuinely quite quite entertaining, quite silly. But um, <laughs> there were some really good levels on Destroyer Monsters Melee. Just thinking about it, the Monster Island level was great with the beach. The levels didn't really stand out to me as being great. There was a good variety, I think, wasn't there? There was cities was and there variety. was. I mean, for the, they were all for the day murky was... with buildings. <laughs> yeah. You could change yeah, you could change them to day or night. I remember that. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, yeah, day and night. That's just another way to make it look like there's more maps. Day, day or night, and I think kind of there was Osaka, there was Tokyo, yeah, San Francisco. You know, I think a couple of um, yeah, that that rings a bell. I think, but beyond that, they were fairly samey. But Monster Island stood out to me. That was pretty good. Cool. Oh, I know the other one. Wasn't there one where you're inside the UFO? Yes. Mothership. Yes, there was. Mother- yeah, no, that was that, the boxing That was like ring. a boss fight, wasn't it, against Mechagodzilla? Yeah, that, that was... One of them. Or no, it went... Was there a boxing ring? I think that there... Or you, there was an enclosure, it, and then, like, once you, like, brought it down, you could go into the city, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. That, that sounds, yeah, yeah, vaguely familiar there. Yeah, good game. Fast forward, after that, was it Godzilla... Um, save the Earth. Well, yeah, if we're talking about this franchise, yes, it's Save the Earth. Yeah, Save the Earth was the next in that franchise in uh, 2004, so only a few years later, and that was on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. It was basically, uh, it's the same game, but with a few new characters, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, and I want to say that like the graphics, like the texturing of the characters and everything went up a notch, too. I mean, they would with those systems. Nintendo's always been more of a, I guess, I think it's been explained to me, they go for content, not necessarily graphics. Mm, they do whereas... now. They didn't back then. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Not a gamer <laughs> like you, Paul. Please correct me. But uh, no, I mean, I think the PlayStation and the uh, Xbox game it had a bit, you know, better resol- resol- better resolution. Was that that how you say it? You know, like. But I think the texturing was a lot better. I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to think now. It might have been. Either way, it was it was a sequel. They probably refined the engine a bit by then. So, um, Joe, what what new characters can you... 
When we made our new McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out, and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For a limited time at participating McDonald's. When it comes to working at Geico, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she's so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At Geico, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, Geico has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside, she still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Kansas City? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Kansas City. Do you remember what I did in this sequel? Um, there was Megagirus and Batra, if I remember correctly. Those two were added. And then Mothra. Yeah, Mothra, Mothra and, um, was a playable character. Was it Megagirus? Megagirus. Me- oh, yeah, Megagirus. Megagirus, yeah. So they were more flying creatures. That's good. Yeah, so, yeah three more flying critters. I... Was Batra the one that came and saved you this game? Because Mothra was a playable character. Could you play as Batra? I can't remember. Oh, maybe much. Uh, Batra was the next one. Mothra, you had both the lava. For uh, you had both forms in this one, but I don't think Batra was in it, actually. Baragon was in it. King Ghidorah, Mecha King Ghidorah. They did. I remember they said they programmed um, Biolanti into the game, but then they didn't actually get the licensing, so they couldn't use him. Uh, but I was oh I remember that I was really upset because I saw an ad for it and it had like Biolante's symbol. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, and I oh so tragic. Yeah, because on the back of these games, you had the little logo symbol for the copyright of the various kaiju that's in. Oh, they were so cool, they were great, weren't they? I used to love yeah, those little things because um, on Destroy All Monsters Melee, I was always looking out for Hedera, the smog monster from the Showa series, because it's down as a logo on the back of the, the game that I had, but I never saw it. Now, supposedly, Hedora is in Destroyer Monsters Melee, so... He is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he flies over you, and you just lose health because you're nearby him. You can't play right. as him. Or her, okay. actually. We f- we found out it's a her now, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, yes, so, yeah, her. So, so the two of you saw that, that kaiju appear? Yeah, yeah, it's just the flying form, though. It's, yeah, it's basically a cloud <laughs> that flies over. It's still a bit. It's still cool though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. If you're a fan, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think Batra was in this again, but as like that, just as a person who came in and flew over, rather than playable. Shall we jump into the one where they just threw everybody in now? Yeah. So skip to the final one in the series of Godzilla Unleashed, the one I own but haven't actually played. That is what a game. Truly terrible, Paul. What a game. I know, and I was reading about it. And it says there's twenty playable characters. Yeah, this is the one where I finally got to play as Titanosaurus. So good. Yeah, I think for me, Godzilla Un- um, Godzilla Unleashed was a big deal because I'd got my Wii console, I'd started uni, so I was in my first year of uni, we're talking 2007 was when I played it, and I'd been on a long kind of hiatus from Godzilla films, having not really been properly into them since I've been a little kid. So I've been watching the Godzilla films and had a long break and kind of forgotten about them other than, oh yeah, they're cool. And then I played Godzilla Unleashed and that was it. I was like, wow, there are more monsters than I remember. 
and it came with a trailer reel, which I'm always going on about. But it was good because you know there was the main game, there was the multiplayer, there was the sort of there's this destruction mode, which was fantastic, and all of the extras that you can unlock. And amongst the extras, basically, just had loads of artwork for tons of kaiju, and it had two kaiju. Yeah, this sounds really good. Oh, it was great. It had two kaiju that were actually just original and unique to the game. Can you remember them, Joe? Obsidian and Crystalac, I think. That's the, yeah, that's the ones, Obsidian and Crystalac, yeah. And um, they were <laughs> all right. It, one of them was basically sort of like a molten lava ape, gorilla type thing, which was, it was all right. And there was Crystalac, which was basically, I don't know, a... a how would you describe it? It was like a cross between a chimp just... and a porcupine, only that instead of like having regular spikes, they were all crystals. Yeah, it was building on the Space Godzilla kind of theme of crystals, but just kind of overplaying it. And it was the weaker of the two kaiju that were kind of extra to the game. But It was fast, though. It was, was fast, yeah. And it also had Biolante in, which was fantastic. Because when Biolante loaded up in the game, it took up so much space. <laughs> I can imagine. It was brilliant. Yeah, you, you heard that kind of that whale squeak-like noise, and you think, oh, what's that? And then the water rumbles, and then it appears, and you're like, blimey heck, it's five times the size of Jet Jaguar. You know, it's great fun. Jet Jaguar could change size just at will in that game? I mean... Every- yes, he could. It was so good. Like they, they really listened to fans. They put in everything that they could. It was really great. I really liked the render for King Ghidorah because they used the GMK version for it. I mean, it was it was so good. Like you have the Final Wars Gigan in there. It just all sorts of great skins for the characters. Yes, of course. Yeah, the, Final Wars Gigan. Yeah, the Gotango. Yeah, the Gotango yeah. too. Yes, right? you did. Yeah, that that was kind of like um. I suppose a bit like, I don't know what the term would be, not like a final boss, yeah. but sort of like a sub-boss. Um, and that that was great, the, the Gotengo attack. Oh, you know what we've forgotten to talk about? Godzilla saved the Earth. The swimming Ebera level. I can't say I remember the level, but I remember Ebera was in it. Was that... Yeah, you had to swim through, you had to chase submarines and chase stuff. Them? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you had to destroy the submarines and Ebera was after you and stuff. I've totally forgotten that. That was just like something that they threw in that was just totally different to the game. And I absolutely loved it. Like that, oh, that's that, cool. that was great. Yeah, I totally forgot the space on that. But when we were, when I was going through like the mental roster for um, Unleashed, Ebra came popped into my mind. I was like, oh wait, he was in Save the Earth. But yeah, yeah, because Ebra wasn't in um, Unleashed, not to my knowledge. So, what were the characters in Unleashed that you were so happy to have? Because it had pretty much everybody. Well, I knew nothing about the high sci films really i kind of started to seek them out so i was excited to see biolante but not knowing anything about it but for me it was all about playing as angerus jet jaguar and titanosaurus i mean that was just wonderful um which version of king caesar was it was it the awesome one or was it the shit one <laughs> which one's the good one and which one's the sh- you know i think it was just the original one okay well King Caesar from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, which is uh, 1975, has the whole hairy sort of lion face Shisa thing going on, which is sort of classic King Ghidorah. And then, my word, 2004 Godzilla Final Wars. Have you seen what it <laughs> looks like? It's not pretty. <laughs> it's not meant to be pretty. No, and th- no, and this is this is not me. This is not me complaining. <laughs> well, it is, but 
It's it's a dread it's a dreadful suit. It's shocking. Outrageous. But I can't remember the King Caesar in um, Godzilla Unleashed. Yeah. Oh, Varan. Varan looked great in it. And the fact that where kind of fire Rodan could fly around, you know, Varan could glide. That Varan was, was quick and could roll around in a ball too, I think. Like, yeah. I, I just, well, we do a somersault, something like that. But I just remember some of my favorite, you know, niche fandom monsters are Titanosaurus and Varan. And I just saw those were coming out in this game. I'm just, this is amazing. This is so good. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And the fact that, like, you could attack with Titanosaurus's tail. Oh, yeah. You know, which might not sound like a big deal, but just, you know, he, but he does in the film. And that was kind of the appeal. It, they, as you say, Joe, that they listened to the fans. It was a wonderful game. And yeah, I'm sure that's not aged fantastically well, but it was great fun. So much fun. The levels were massive, too. Absolutely massive. Oh, the levels pooed all <laughs> over the earlier games. The levels were they were bigger, bolder, they were more varied. That was a big thing I noticed. That kind of like the levels were more distinctive. They got that really good. Um but one of my fondest memories was playing as Fire Rodan, sort of gliding around, and then the fact that you could fly and then sort of pause hover in the air and just fire beams at people and then fly off again. It was great until someone chucked a building at you and you're like, oh, that's two thirds of my health down. Oh, cheers, guys. Yeah. Well, that's the you know, drawback of being Rodan, unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, they, they kind of they got it right in the new film, didn't they? Because Rodan's pretty flimsy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other thing is, too, is the unleashed mode that you could go into. So basically every monster, you, you like destroyed enough crystals or whatever, you could actually um, go into an unleashed mode where you were basically like the burning Godzilla or like Ooh, burning Titanosaurus yeah. or whatever version of that character. And you became mahusive and yeah. you were just an unstoppable titan there for a little bit. It was great fun. Yeah, and, and every kaiju that got that basically sort of glowed orange and so I cracks down its body. But it looked good. It that looked sounds good. really cool. That was great. And it, it was done well. So I dismissed this. Well, when we come down to see uh, Joe and finally get around to this, we'll crack it open because it's, it's yeah. a great game. That that would be good. Um, oh, Biolante's or uh, Biolante's green beam. Well, that was the acid spew. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, I assume yeah she spat acid out. Yeah. Oh, was it was the acid spew? How do you play with something that big? Um, she's not very oh, quick. She's not very quick. No, but no. the tentacles <laughs> could lash out with a pretty good reach. Yeah. So. There you are. Okay. The tentacles were what pick things up. And it basically just sort of like moved around very slowly. But the thing was, was that if three people attacked you, they could attack from all sides, you know. So um... The other thing about Biolante, you say she moved really slowly, but remember she had like that, she could go underground and like cover a lot of terrain really quickly. If she went underground, yeah. she could burrow. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they had that in the game. I'm going to put it out there, actually. I, I prefer, I enjoyed Biolante more in the game Unleashed than I did in the film. Wow, okay. No, they, they did that good a job because my issue is with uh, Godzilla vs. Biolante as a film is that the best thing about it is Biolante and it takes a long time to get going and when that monster action fight starts, it's gold, but it prattles on quite a long time with the human plot. Yeah, that's fair enough. Mm. It's that damn Ceridian agent again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy, he's amazing, isn't he? That guy. So yeah, Paul, um, what other movies 
uh, came out in this time frame. Not movies, games. Another God, game. well, um, but wait, 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 wait. Back in 2000, um, Alex, you mentioned uh, the Game Boy Color um, somewhere at the start, where you played Rampage. I did, yeah. Game, game Boy Color Rampage World Tour. Yeah, There was um, a game of Godzilla the series. I have that. On the Game Boy I have Color. That. And that is awful. Or it might just be me, but I think it's awful. Do you remember it, Joe? Yeah, I have it. I played it a couple of weeks ago. You can't call something awful just because it's hard, Paul. <laughs> you, you, can only, you can just move forward and you can swipe... Or breathe your... There's just nothing to... There's nothing to the game. It is for Game Boy, Paul. I mean, you know. I, I don't care if it's Game Boy. There were some great games on Game Boy. Uh, I think... Yeah, but Godzilla really only does a few things in that series. and He's kind of like move around and <laughs> fight things, you know? I mean, kind of limited plot devices to work with there. Oh, I just... Okay. I, oh, yeah. I just say I did not like that, so I'm going to basically skip that one. What I will say was good on the Game Boy Advance, they did a basically a portable version of Destroy All Monsters Melee. It was called Godzilla Domination. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't play I, a lot of Game Boy Advance. Nope. I remember that being advertised. Any good? Yeah, really good. It's um, So instead of it being 3D characters, they're just 2D sprites, but it's still you can still move around the city. I think there's only, say, six characters. It's very... It's It's a basic version of what destroy monsters melee is but it's so it's still got the spirit in it it's all um very well drawn because it's not trying to be realistic now it's more animated kaiju it looks fantastic it plays really well so if you've got a game boy advance buy it i mean to, to be honest you've kind of you've um you've raised a good point that's got me kind of thinking because certainly now with the rise in the popularity of the switch i feel like a future Godzilla game would just be perfect for uh, a portable console. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the Switch especially. Take off the controllers, you know, multiplayer yeah, straight away. Exactly. Just kind of geared up towards quick 1v1 or sort of multiplayer. Not necessarily sort of like a sit-down binge game, but just something, you know, light, you know, plug-and-play, easygoing. Something like Godzilla Unleashed would be ideal for the Switch because, yeah, it's not state-of-the-art graphics. None of the Godzilla film, uh, sorry, none of the Godzilla games are state-of-the-art graphics. <laughs> Leading on actually to um, the more recent PS3 game, that was one of the big criticisms everyone was saying, oh, it looks like last-gen graphics. And it's like, so what? You know, these games aren't they're not leaders in in graphics. No, no. You know, they're, they're they know fun. the market. Absolutely. And on that note, it we was... are going to take a break, and then can you two introduce the PS3 game, which I never played? Oh, that's actually post-2010. Is it? Okay. You've gone off topic again. Have I? <laughs> oh, guilty. Hey there, I'm Batman, and I wanted to tell you about my friends at the Screen Heroes Podcast. They deliver sweet justice in the form of discussing movies television and me they love my movies every single one of them yes even that one sometimes they even have me on as a guest which is thrilling you can find them at twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts live on tuesdays at 9 p.m eastern gotham time if you can't tune in live the new shows go up on places like spreaker Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Gotham Radio, and Demoscura Live. Now, back to your regularly scheduled Batcast. 
Hello and welcome back. We were just discussing the portable version of Destroyer Monster Melee, and before Alex derails us, I'm going to quickly talk about some other games. So, <laughs> PlayStation 2, I'm sure you've all got that console or, or know of it. Um, Sony decided to hop on this Godzilla bandwagon and do their own game called War of the Monsters. So it's a 3D fighting game, and they've got very generic things. So they've got a giant prey mantis, they've got a giant... They've got a dinosaur, they've got a big ape, they've got a robot. It's all very generic, and it's all just taking the fun, taking fun, taking the mick out of the 1950s sci-fi films. But the problem here is that it's 3D and it follows your character around. So unlike Destroyer Monsters, you know, where it kind of zooms out when you walk out, this one is behind your character, like a third-person action game. And trying to fight someone in a city in 3D when the camera's behind you is not good. Have any of you played that game or seen it? I've seen the box art. I haven't actually played it, though. Yeah, it's not, I've got it on the PS4. It was released as a PlayStation Classic, so it was only about £5. Oh. But Fortunate for our listeners, I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm going to listen <laughs> to you guys. And I'll just slate it. <laughs> it's, it's an imitation of Destroyer Monsters, but with just dodgy, just dodgy cameras. Because you know how bad cameras were in the th- early 3D days. It was not good. But it's cheap. It's cheap and it's on the PlayStation 4 if you want it. Oh, there you go. So there you go, yeah. Um, But one... uh, I'll say it now, more bad games. Peter Jackson's King Kong. That was one of the first next-gen games they did on the Xbox 360. I like that game. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I really really enjoyed the King Kong levels. I mean, mean, the human levels were kind of... Okay, yeah, playing as King Kong was fun. Did you ever uh, actually beat the end level with the planes oh i got i got all the a thousand game score but i don't know if i did something special i completed the game all right so there's like a secret there's a secret cheat in the game if you're one of the biplane pilots you can shoot down all the other biplanes and kong lives oh really no i don't think i did that yeah yeah that that's like a secret cheat they did you know kong has a happy ending and all that but i mean i'm sure whoever shot down all the other biplane pilots got put in jail or whatever you know so you kind of treat one ending for another but you know i I always thought that was really cool but play i remember when like you got to play as kong and you got to fight the the t-rex yeah okay yeah there was some cool moments but i had it i remember i got the 360 near enough at launch and it was bundled with peter jackson's king kong and i haven't upgraded to a hd tv yet so mine was still whatever it was, 1080p standard definition, and the game was designed for HD. So a lot of the levels were dark, or the text was hard to read, because the developers did it all based on HD. So that was a right bastard to play. Right. Oh well. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a bit salty now. We've hit a, we've hit a nerve there. <laughs> I, I, I had it on the GameCube, and the graphics weren't stellar, but like I said, when, when you were Kong, everything just got better, you know? I've always followed the... I suppose for you as a Kong fan. Well, I I keep getting labelled as this. I just have an appreciation for the King Kong story. But You are a, you are a King Kong fan. I mean, like, if there's a question about King Kong, it's like, oh, take it to Joe. You know your stuff about it. It's good. Yeah, well, I'm pretty nerdy about a lot of things, to be perfectly honest. But um, <laughs> any, anyway, um, no, I mean, the game, I mean, it, it was kind of hard. It, it, if either of you have ever played or heard of the Jurassic Park Trespasser game... Um, when you weren't King Kong. I remember hearing about it. Yeah, so in Trespasser, it's hard to pick up a gun and shoot things. Specifically raptors yeah. when they're charging at you. I couldn't help but draw <laughs> comparisons when I wasn't King Kong in the game 
to Trespasser because what chases you? Bugs and raptors. Oh, good. And you have to throw stuff at them okay. or you have to shoot them with a gun. And it's hard to pick stuff up. So it's got like this whole wobbly wrist and elbow thing to the character. And, you know, again, this is people were trying to like learn how to do these things, you know, make games better and stuff. But it was a bit of a stumbling block there. But overall, I don't think the game was terrible. I, I'm just a firm believer that video games that are released around the time of a major film release, I am very wary of. <laughs> I tend to be cash-ins. Well, of course <laughs> yeah. they are, yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with that in principle, because, you know, it's it's monopolising on what's going on. However, be very kind of sceptical of the quality. I mean, the last game based on... The last video game based on a film that I really enjoyed was probably Mega Drive Lion King. That was a good game, though. <laughs> wow, we are that going was back. A good game. That was good, yeah. Most Disney games were good on the Mega Drive. Yeah, now, as I was going to say, Disney games back in the Mega Drive era and um, Super Nintendo era, things like Aladdin, where you sort of fly, oh, Aladdin, yeah, yeah. flying on the magic carpet, it's absolutely phenomenal. And for whatever reason, through the mid-90s, sort of 94 to 98, video games based on films were pretty solid. And then suddenly, just the noughties, you know... Blaming the noughties. Yeah, back in the noughties. They were just... Yeah, film video games were poor, and you had a lot of releases of... So like Sonic at the Olympics, and you're like, how about not? You have have these, like, (laughs) retro glasses on that you're seeing everything with a gold tint. I remember Ghostbusters the game. I, I've I've played the fabled and terrible well, the Atari ET game. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, have you played ET? Oh, but that's yeah, that's notorious. Yeah, isn't it? I have seen and I played ET. There, was, I didn't purchase it or anything. You weren't allowed to, but the store had a place where you could play ET. And golly, that was a terrible game. Um, <laughs> Superman the series for N sixty four was a terrible game. I mean, there are all sorts of movie tie-in games yep. that are absolutely atrocious. So and that happened well before the noughties, I will say. Well, um, one of my favourite things was um, there's this video game reviewer, I need to get his name up, I'll shoot it your way, guys. But he reviewed games on the N64, and when they were particularly bad, he was at his funniest. And there was a game called Carmageddon, and it was an N64 game. Oh, yes. Yeah, Carmageddon. So I remember those. The, and, yeah, the, right. It's like it's a legend because the initial Carmageddon game, you drove around in a car with broken physics, and you'd, you'd hold down accelerate, except you kind of go from naught to 90, sort of really jerkily, and it, that was hideous. But you drove around in your car and you'd run humans over, and that everyone was like, well, that, that's not okay, guys. That doesn't sound like a very wholesome game. Yeah, it was very wholesome. Yeah, so you, you, dro- you drove people over with broken physics. It's like, right, broken physics, running people over. That's not okay. All right, all right, fine. So Carmageddon released the game. You can run over zombies. And then there were lots of complaints back kind of around that time when it was, the, you know, does video games cause violence? And they were like, all right, fine, fine, fine. You don't run over zombies. You can run over dinosaurs. <laughs> and then the final <laughs> release was Carmageddon oh. 64. You run over dinosaurs. And the review from this guy, he said, as much fun as leukemia. That was his review. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, that's Nintendo's fault for wanting to censor it. I'm sure the PC version just let you run over people. Goodness me, that went off topic. We went well off topic. That completely went off topic. I was going to say, and it's it'll be time to wrap up fairly soon. So, um, go on, like t- to round us off for the evening. What was the PS3 game like? You know, the one where you actually play as Godzilla. Slow. Yeah, so it came out for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. And uh, the PlayStation 4, you don't really get any bump in graphics that I know of, but you do get to play as other characters, whereas the PlayStation 3 game, you only get to play as Godzilla. So what is it? You destroy cities, and occasionally you will fight monsters. And it has the best graphics of any Godzilla game that I've played. Um, Do you get the Godzilla experience? Well, you're destroying cities and you fight monsters. And it's basically all the powers that Godzilla has. You can do nuclear pulse, you can use your breath, you can charge, you can bite, you know. You are Godzilla, but it gets boring when you're only Godzilla and it takes you hours and hours and hours to like beat all the stuff and unlock all the things in the game. So I think the PlayStation 4 game is probably the better go on that one because you can play as Ghidorah, you can play as whoever, yeah. Yeah, so I've only played that one. Yeah, so I only have a PlayStation 3. I mean, I played it all the way through. I unlocked everything that I could, but that was just more to do it. And like, I really just wanted to appreciate the game for what it was. It's it's a decent Godzilla game with decent graphics. It's just like the gameplay is very repetitive and it has no multiplayer on it. Really? So not the ps3 you can go online i think and maybe verse people but playstation 4 again is where it shined it's interesting so i am yeah i'll I'll have to pick up the playstation 4 version on another episode i think yeah so my friend um everett who um he's based in america and um he does the youtube channel godzilla fan freaks the place that he works they have uh, full moon parties where basically the his kind of where he works it's open to the public and there's like lots of different stalls and cellars and uh, every full moon party what he does is he holds out a stall where he has all of his godzilla stuff out on display and one of the things he's done every full moon party is he's basically plugged in the ps3 uh, or maybe ps4 game but he's always referred to it as the godzilla simulator rather than godzilla games because there's not much <laughs> gameplay to it you can just sort of move around and be godzilla for a bit that's pretty much the game yeah yeah, that sounds a fair analysis there. Yeah. I mean, if you're a- if you're angry, I mean, it's a great game. You get to destroy cities and do stuff. Mm. But if you're looking for interaction, if you're a fan of Godzilla, then it's perfect. If you, if you're not, then there's no no reason why you'd play this game. Yeah, exactly. An, there's um a new Godzilla game for the mobile, isn't there? Yeah, that's just came out relatively yeah. recently. Can't say I played it, but it's one of those. I think they're in-game purchases. It's one of those sorts of things, probably. Yeah. yeah. So Premium it goes, games. Yeah, it goes pretty slow. Yeah, not a fan of them. It goes pretty slow if you aren't doing it. But, uh, I mean, some of the people that are playing it that we see, they seem to be really enjoying it. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a patch for about maybe six to eight months where I was playing the game Simpsons uh, Tapped Out. Do you remember that being popular? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, that. And um, I played it for, like, probably a couple of hours a day for eight months. And then suddenly I had sort of like, wow. yeah, it wasn't good. A life. No, yeah, it was poor. And then basically <laughs> I kind of, I went through a train spotting type scenario. And, you know, I, I saw I saw Maggie Smith, Simpson kind of crawling along the ceiling. And I thought, you know what, I've got to get out of this. And that was it. I changed my life. I chose life. And now I don't play any of those freemium games. My God, that sounds scary. Yeah. 
Well, to end on that high note. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. Uh, and on that positive Absolutely, note, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Godzilla the game for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 are totally a goer, if you're a Godzilla fan. Okay, 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 right. Um, if nothing else, Paul. Okay, um, Joe, I don't really have much to suggest, so I'm going to ask our listeners to get in touch with us. Um, if they want to go to at UK Kaiju on Twitter or um, on the group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash UK Kaiju fans, and just mention to us your favourite game um, to do with Godzilla or Kaiju, and um, then, you know, hopefully if we haven't played it, we'll um, go out and get it. Yeah, we'll do a part two of the gaming podcast. <gasps> yes. Yeah. With proper planning this time. <laughs> or at least sticking to the plan. Planniness will be improved. I promise to try, to try, to stick to the plan. That's good of you, Alex. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And from my end of things, if nothing else, give Godzilla Unleashed on the Wii a try. It's a cracking game. And I'd be okay. I will. I will. Yeah, no, do so. And I'd be interested to know, like, how it's aged, or in the case of Paul, you know, coming to it, you know, for the first time, how how it looks, because I've got very fond memories of it. So thank you very much from me. I'm signing off. Right. So if nothing else from Joe, if you have a Super Nintendo, I would recommend playing the game Super Godzilla. And aside from the fact that it is a fun game and there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. You can, I mean, if you don't already own a Super Nintendo, they're fairly economical, and the game Super Godzilla also is fairly economical as compared to the PS3, Godzilla Unleashed, all these games that are going for a lot of money right now. So give it a whirl. Or uh, Primal Rage is really economical. You can buy it for the PlayStation, which works on the PS3 and the PS2, and... It's a blast. It's got tons of Easter eggs. You won't get bored easily with that game. You can play it with friends. Um, try one of those two. And like I said, they're economical. You should be able to find them. There we are. I might give that a go, actually, because I do have fond memories of Primal Rage. So I might um, see if I can find that out. There we are. Okay. Well, that's it then. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for letting us waffle on for an hour. <laughs> Yes, we're sorry, but we'll do it again sometime. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do part two and you'll be more impressed with us. Anyways, guys, keep it kaiju, as always. Kaiju Curry House is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and produced by UK Kaiju with music by Flying Killer Robots. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe at heroespodcast.com or on the various podcast services such as Apple iTunes, Google Play, or just about any podcast app. If you want to get involved with the show, please tweet us at UKKaiju and check out ukkaiju.com for the latest news, events, and kaiju thoughts from all of us. Thanks for listening. I am so sorry, Paul, for going off format there. You've worked so hard. <laughs> you derailed it completely. <laughs> oh i'm sorry i just have so many old games i could talk about but i wasn't prepared are the two of you having are the two of you having fun at least oh absolutely oh yeah yeah brilliant when we made our new mcdonald's spicy chicken mcnuggets you were praise hands emoji then we ran out and you were streaming tears emoji now they're back so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji order ahead on the mcdonald's app Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. for a limited time at participating mcdonald's
Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, live sports, trending bits, and timeless hits. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Law and Order SVU streaming now.